Hi. Uh, please drink your coffee. We'll wait. Where? <laughs> Welcome to Taco Cast number, number 17. 17. Right. Who's our guest? Uh, actually, I wasn't here this week to record. I was busy working on our feature. No, you weren't taking vacation. It was a vacation. But I was thinking about our feature. Of course. Yeah. So this week, we had Erico and Courtney Lockwood talk about their Hulu project. Right, Hulu's wrapping up our series of 10 minute, ah, no, five 10, minutes. five minute shorts yeah, yeah. Um, is wrapping up this month. And so the team's working really hard. Um, and we can't wait to, for everybody to see it, but we thought it would be fun actually uh, to talk a little bit about the project. Yeah, production challenges and all whatnot. Um, they're just a week away from finishing the cleanup and Eric is gonna fly back to Japan in three weeks to finish up the post, and it'll be done. Great, so I look forward to listening for the first time, actually, with you guys. Okay, so today we have a, a special guest. We actually had both of you guys uh, before, uh, mm -hmm. respectively. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric Ko, uh, director of our uh, Tonkas' new project, Pig, the Dam Deeper, uh, poems and the production manager Courtney Lockwood. Um, thank you guys again for coming to Tumble <laughs> Cast. Hello. Hello. Yeah. So just right off the bat, just tell us about this uh, series. You know what this is all about. Pick the Dam Keeper poems. Um, as the title says, it's about pig. It's definitely the my own take on the Dankeeper world we are all familiar with. Um, but as we all know, like there's pig and father situation, and I was my imagination started from there, like how he ended up being in the damn tower by himself, and and how he lost his father, for example. So it all started from there. So and then it's all based on his memory. So. Um, it's not like, you know, something happened and that's why the father had to leave. It's not like that. So he remembers, you know, certain moments in life and then how he grows and he meets Fox, all that type of thing in um, my own take. So that's a super, you know, brief summary of the introduction of this series. That's right. Yeah. So this is uh, 10 five-minute episodes. Right. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So altogether, it's a 15-minute content. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, we all come from Pixar, Feature Film Animation Studio. Mm -hmm. And we... Uh, Courtney, you actually worked at Google and on the Academy Award-nominated Pearl. Mm -hmm. um, so, of course, you have a little bit of uh, expensive experience you know, compared to us. But still, this is a very unique experience for all of us, right? I mean, Very unique The first experience. time doing this mm -hmm. big series in such a short amount, amount of time. Courtney, can you talk a little bit about um, uh, when this started um, and where you guys are in terms of production? Yeah. When is it coming out? Whew, where we are. So it started in... Eric joined Tonko House in last October. Mm-hmm. And um, you started storyboarding then. Right. And then we started production in January. 
And we are now actually almost getting into post. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of July, we'll be in <clears throat> post-production, um, doing the final mix and color grading. And so it was a quick, I would say, eight months with storyboarding, with really heavy storyboarding. Mm-hmm. And so 15 minutes <laughs> 15. in eight months um, is... That's one reason why it was very unique to us, right. I think, coming from Literally like two to Pixar, three yeah. months of storyboarding, and then four months of animation, and then the rest of the production is happening simultaneously, so that's how uh, we ended up being here. We only got one month ahead of us mm-hmm. to completion. And then we'll, this will come out uh, next fall in Japan. And this then fall. this coming this fall, fall. Wow. this August. Yep, crazy. This series gets to uh, be released in Japan with uh, distributed by Hulu, and then for the rest of the world, we'll have to wait to see. <laughs> right, it's not like uh, we haven't been approached. We actually just never try to uh, sort of uh, shop around just yet um, mm-hmm. for various reasons, and we're actually very excited about uh, finding, you know, um, the right partner for this pretty incredible series, I have to say. And you know, as you guys know, like Robert and I played uh, executive producer role uh, mm-hmm. on this show, which is also a very, very new experience for us, and this mm-hmm. is something that. You know, we nurtured the dam keeper. You know that we nurtured with people like Eric and you know yeah. people like a bunch of uh, amazing talents that we worked with on the short. And uh, even after the short, we nurtured this franchise into a feature story and a graphic novel. And then just seeing Eric kind of take it to the mm-hmm. different level, different place, with while kind of maintaining the world, mm-hmm. the dam keeper and the characters, uh, was such a rewarding. And challenging uh, experiences for us too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before getting into the specifics, I'd love to hear about uh, how did this all start? Like for both of you, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, we all worked together at Pixar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started at Tonkas around the same time right, to work right, on this right, project. Right. You yeah. Know, yeah. We, you know, invited Eric mm-hmm. to join Tonka House mm-hmm. to direct this mm-hmm. series. We invited Courtney to sort of manage the entire production of this right. um, series. Um, and that's how we invited Courtney from mm-hmm. Google. Um, how, what was the expectation? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, for me, it was a natural transition for me from the, being a Pixar, even if I was spending a lot of time on animation in feature production, but also I spent a lot of time working on my personal stuff, directing and then telling my own stories. So I've been always trying to look for the opportunity to keep on doing that. And in the really right timing, um, this opportunity came up for uh, to both Tonka House and me. So, you know, I just took it and, and you know, decided to carry on. And that's how everything got started. Yeah. Yeah. Um... For me, it was, I had been at Google for about a year and a half, and, um, you know, like you said, we all were at Pixar, and we're so spoiled at Pixar, being able to tell these amazing stories and work on these amazing films, and 
I think that it was such a gem to have that as part of my career so early on is be able to set that standard that like our stories all need to have heart in them and Mm -hmm. need to be, you know, really stories king, like we always say at Pixar. And, um, and so when I, I got so lucky being able to work on Pearl right after Pixar and, um, which I really do believe that that film has tremendous heart as well. And then, but it was in VR. And so I started to see myself going more down the VR path and, more into you know working with software developers and mm-hmm. um, I just found myself quickly missing the narrative, the, the core storytelling yeah. part of the the production. You know, yeah, and I mean Google is a very very hard place to leave, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still just you know like like you said it was just the right time and just in your yeah. gut you're just ah like. Yeah, and um, and so when Dyson, Robert, and Zen approached me for Hulu, um, I didn't know much about Eric, and we had never actually worked together at Pixar. Even though we were there for six, seven years yeah. together, we never came across, you know, surprisingly. Right. So I know. <laughs> yeah, and um, but you know, I knew the guys, and obviously Dam Keeper so well, and I knew that thing that I was missing, I was really going to find here. Well, then you guys started, you know, uh, Eric, you, you in October and Courtney, you uh, started in December, late November. Um, the whole journey of this mm. production, you know, started, the genesis of this project started in October. Literally. And you talked about storyboarding for three months, three and a half months. <laughs> I don't think that's actually the case. You... You still had time in the beginning to think about the story. <laughs> Your storyboarding time was way less than that. Uh, and <laughs> what was really impressive to me is in the beginning, in the I would say like in a matter of a week or so, mm-hmm. Eric came up with like two, three different ideas. Right. Remember that? And pitched to us and we were like super excited and impressed. And actually there was a version of the story that was really amazing too. Uh, but oh, Eric decided to kind of, uh, go with that version that you ended up with. Um, <laughs> Surprising that you remember that. <laughs> you know? no. I literally came up with two different versions of series. Uh-huh. One is like super epic, you know. Actually, uh-huh. it has the same, you know, tone with uh, what the Tankkeeper feature like to go. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is very fantastic, and mm-hmm. and what we are actually you know mm-hmm. making right now. With, right, yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, uh, the reason why. I think it's easier for me to remember is that it, you got to remember this is actually such a recent event. I mean, right. it's, it's not a, it's not even a one. Ago. Yeah, that's crazy. And I know you guys are still in the thick of it, so it feels like a long time ago. But this is the fastest production, of course, coming from Pixar. Yeah. We've never experienced something like this, where we had such a small, small crew. Um, and yet, we got this 50-minute worth of content done in eight months. It's a pretty incredible journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love to hear what happened from the beginning <laughs> to where we are today. Well, I was, laughing. Okay. I was laughing because the story, Dice telling the timeline of the storyboard process was... So again, like I started late November and by... You know, it's so important for the, you know, production manager and the director to have this 
really candid and open relationship. And I just remember at the end of December, Eric came to me with this, like, he had popped a blood vessel <laughs> in his eye. Oh, man. <laughs> and he, Wait, like, looked at me, it? and he was like, I think I've reached my limit. <laughs> it was like, okay. I finally found my limit. Yes. and it was like, okay. And so I think for the rest of the production, it's really just been me trying to, like, get Eric as close to that as possible, but then stop <laughs> when you're about to uh, pop a blood vessel. Another but yeah, another eye. Another eye. I lose them. My other eye. It eyes. was just there was no. I've never seen such like a physical manifestation of right. like your limitations, and um, so that was in the beginning. I think we definitely realized this was going to be a very stressful and fast-paced production, mm -hmm. but that we needed to constantly make sure that we're feeling okay and happy by it. And that it was going to be hard, but that we all needed to support each other. And Yeah, but what's really interesting, like looking back, I really don't think I, ne I ever compromised. Yeah. Ever in any stage. I mean, I really, maybe that was why I lost, I lost my eyes. <laughs> but really did my best. And I, I really try my best to enjoy every single step yeah. we were, we've been taking. And then, you know, you asked me about, like, let's going back to the first step of this production, which is storyboarding, coming up with the story. Um, from the get-go, I had already uh, the core message I love to convey through this 15-minute-long yes. uh, journey. And then... I think my brain was splitting to have one is trying to grab upon the main core idea of the series and the other one is like a small fun ideas so my first couple of weeks of pitching was actually more geared towards to these little ideas so i still remember zen telling me one of our uh he was telling me that I, eric didn't know where they were going each individual <laughs> pieces were really great but they weren't really connecting each other but in my head it was actually you know, going forward. So there's one moment where I finally took all the pieces together, presented as like one to ten episode, and you know that's when actually everything got start to you know move a little faster in a, yeah. in a way. And that's yeah. that's when you came in. And then, yeah. yeah. And we were so lucky, and it, I think it was so important that story was completely locked when we then went into production. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we could have done the production schedule that we had. And, if there were story changes being done. Right, right, right. Yeah. And just to remind uh, you guys and, and, and our listeners that the storyboarding was done by entirely um, by you, Eric. Mm -hmm. uh, so we actually had a, a trusted friends uh, who are very experienced story artists. They were all very, very... Uh, Surprised and impressed mm -hmm. how much you got done in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because in the feature film world, and maybe it's normal in TV world, you know, we just never experienced that before. Yeah. So, where we we're coming from, this was very unusual. Um, but we had the production pressure to have to be ready, right? Um, right, right, before mm -hmm. uh, we next new year, yeah, all the animators. So, uh of course, you know, you can just argue that, oh, it was because Eric just pulled it off. It's amazing. But also, I don't want to um, discredit how hard you worked mm -hmm. to make it, make mm -hmm. it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is true that I was getting a lot of 
pressure, you know, because of the schedule issue. But that actually, in the end, helped me a lot. Um, stay very intuitive and very sharp in every single moment. I never waited. I just went for it. When the vision idea comes out, I just caught it, you know. So it was a really series of that practice on and on and on. And that's how we were able to end up, you know, you know, end up having such a unique original flavor to it. I think one of the reasons is actually thanks to that limited, you know, capacity, you know. So we, we, we did our best to take advantage of uh, um, that sort of, you know, limited, you know, um, capacity, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the, also the design of the short, you know, I think a lot of this, um, sorry, the series, I think a lot of the series is mandated by this limited capacity. Mm. Like the, I mean, the design is very simple. Right, and, right, right. You know, and even though, and that takes a lot of forethought, obviously, mm-hmm. to simplify it because what did it, what are you actually going to include mm-hmm. in this simple background? Mm-hmm. But then the execution, we're able yeah. to go at a faster pace. Yeah, yeah that's what's really uh, <clears throat> incredible about the uh, you know choices you guys made, and you know. Definitely, you guys called this series for a reason. Mm-hmm. The Keeper poems, right, know. right. You took out all the unnecessary elements, mm-hmm. just just the essential elements that you just kept on. Yeah. And visually, it shows. Story-wise, it shows. Uh, everything, even animation, is yeah. very minimal, yeah. but but uh, it doesn't look cheap at all. Yeah. Um, so. Definitely kudos to your direction as well as you know you, your team of artists uh, creating such an incredible uh, decision making uh, because of this limited capacity, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, especially Courtney, you know this is also the first time at Tonko House that we had to uh, hire a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. For Tonkos, is like a three four people. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Tonkos has been very small. Sure. For a very small group of people. Right. You know, when we made Moom, we had a production partners in Japan. Right. And just me and Robert uh, worked on, you know, creating remotely. Wow. But for this project, you had a half of the crew in Berkeley. Right. Mm-hmm. And you posted, the, you know, our jobs. And just tell us about this experience, because that's the yeah. first time we went through this. It is, and it was, it's pretty overwhelming because, yeah, Tonga House is very, very small, and it's, you know, it's one room, and we all work very closely together, and um, so we did this job posting for a 2D animator, mm-hmm. and I think it was actually posted 2D animator or cleanup artist, right, right, and right. Um, we got... By the time for the cutoff, we got 350 applications. I remember actually even the first day. The first day, it was like just like a ticking clock yeah. and it kept coming. Oh my and, God. Um, <laughs> Still hard to believe, seriously. I mean, it's just so humbling because you're, you know, like everybody wanted to come and work on this project and. And we're looking for three. Only three. Only three. Yeah. And so. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it was all, and the people, these applicants were worldwide. And we had posted in the um, job description that we really wanted them to not be remote. Right. And that was something that Eric and I went back and forth a lot with. Right, because right. Because I had worked with remote artists in the past, 
And there's just something that's so amazing about being able to work alongside of course. your artists, mm-hmm. if, if possible, you know. And um, so that helped whittle down the applications is the people who were able to come and work in Berkeley. But yeah, but we ended up, Eric selected uh, three animators and with the help of Toshi, who combed all the applications <laughs> yeah. as well. And I, it was all, once we got this overwhelming amount, we all, it was like all hands on deck. We were all just going through these applications. And, um, and that's a top, top choices. Yeah. yeah. So Eric gave me this list and he said, I want, I have three top choices. And it was Stephanie, Tanico, and Sam. And we are, I still can't believe to the day we got all All three. three. (laughs) And it was amazing. And it was just this, you know, it was mine and Eric's. I think it was our first, like, real victory on this project. Yeah, I know. Are you guys listening? (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, Tony, (laughs) Cosette. And it was just like, and even that they were your top choices, I still they still exceeded our expectations. Far. And it was still amazing above. to see the three of them morph into this. They had such a different... They brought something so different, oh each of them. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. And it's almost like we couldn't have done... So, like, if you... It's Sam, Toniko, Stephanie, and Toshi, and me, I, I self, like, we... Five of us literally worked entire series all together as a team, but if you, it was a perfect team, you know. So everyone as has a, as a key animators, everyone has their own specialty and their like you know strength, and then and then it was really only helping each other grow and like making the series more solid as a yeah. result, you know. So that that was for yeah, like you said, that was our rough animators and our key animators, um, and so Eric really argued really strongly for the schedule to be in the beginning to have a couple months where we're just doing rough animation. And I kept coming back to him and trying to negotiate it. And he really (laughs) held fast. As opposed to? As opposed to maybe just a few weeks of rough animation and then starting to stagger. So maybe we can explain a little bit about rough animation is rough animation is basically in. So this is basically traditional 2D animation, Mm -hmm. hand drawn animation. Rough animation is basically just performance and acting, acting and movement, initial movements. We don't really care about design too much or all those little things that actually hold us back from just focusing on the pure acting part of it. I just thought, you know, we need to focus on that, you know, for the certain chunk of time. Yeah. So that was what I was fighting for back then. Yeah. But obviously the more time we do in rough animation, the less time we have to do key animation and cleanup no, animation. Which is finding, finalizing the design, which is also so important. <laughs> you know, that's what you see on the screen in the end of the day. So, yeah. Right. So, it was, um, it was definitely our, a back and forth negotiation, but ultimately we ended up finding the time for them right. to do it. And um, it was, it was really, really. I we just yeah. said it like we couldn't have imagined not doing it now, <laughs> and it was so important. And it's, I mean, there's so many little nuances 
within this series yeah in animation that yeah. make it so special so then we got the japan team in japan you know who, who got involved and then as we as courtney is explaining the first half of the production which is like storyboarding and key animation pretty much and then art by jj song that's pretty much done in, in, in Berkeley headquarters in Tonko House here. <clears throat> and the rest of the production happened in Japan, you know? Right. And so at that point when we realized, when we were looking at the schedule and we saw, you know, rough animation, a lot of it being, you know, taking up two months, then it, the question became, how are we going to do key animation in this now condensed time? And Tonko House has this, incredible you know relationship and foundation in japan and which has such a talent Mm -hmm. in 2d animation right 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 and so it was kind of this perfect um answer that let's rely on this expertise in japan i mean creatively i had no doubt i really as a director i really wanted to actually work with the team in japan from the beginning like really want to get some help from these guys, as you said, they are the masters in, in like such a small details. And yeah. like, I mean, we, we don't need to even question it. You know, J- Japanese animation, that's like a world-class animation over there. So like, it's, a, it's an honor. You know, it's a huge honor to be able to work with the team in Japan. And so, yeah, so that started happening since uh, February, March, <laughs> you know, something like that, <laughs> you know? End of March. End of March, yes, yeah. So... You know, obviously, as you said, it coordinated. Tonko House has a uh, kind of one of our ambitions is to find a unique, uh, not only voice but also um, unique kind of approach to animation uh, by bringing what we learned in the Western animation. We all come from like big studios in Western animation, and uh, just such a talented but very different. Uh, mm-hmm talented people in um, in Japan mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so it kind of worked out perfectly we always have uh, we're always looking for opportunities to work with Japanese creators because mm-hmm. uh, like you said there are a lot of talented people of course. who could teach us who could make us grow mm-hmm. and we did that with Moom and we're planning to do that with Future and and uh, naturally we didn't want to force you guys to do that but naturally you know, mm-hmm. thanks to especially our production coordinator, Kazu. Right, mm-hmm. Kazu, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he had this connection in, you know, such a great connection in Japanese animation uh, industry that he brought some of the best people. So it wasn't just a <laughs> cleanup artist. Oh my gosh. I mean, somehow this show uh, uh, in betweens and cleanups are done by a supervising level, supervisor level animators from big oh feature films in Japan. So there, I mean, I was in Japan like literally a few weeks ago to meet the artists over there. And then basically their average like um, years of career is seven to ten years. <laughs> oh Seriously. And then, and then one of the guys that's Yohei, he's, he, his first film spread it away. Can you believe that? I was like, oh my God, teach me how to animate. That was my first, you know, <laughs> say, say hello yeah. to him. I mean, it's so, it's, it's, you know, it's that feeling that we got when we got all these applications and then multiply and then some. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, it, this 
series could not be done without this incredible support that we're getting from yeah these, just this amazing talent base and it's yeah i mean i'm i'm blown away by it and um and there's so much of love and respect yeah. to each other like yeah. in a very personal deeper level so i think that's the core idea of the series you know why this has been possible and this is why we've been able to actually come this far you know such a long way together as a team everyone has their unique you know strength and also like such a huge admiration on this project as a team so like even though they are super super experienced animator they were so generously you know you know so i yeah. think they're having a great time and then yeah yeah we were back in japan a couple of weeks ago you know eric worked with them for a couple of weeks yeah and, you know we were there for festivals and stuff but uh robert and i witnessed you know the animators over there in Japanese animators who worked on this show um, you know some of them crying yeah. uh, when Eric just gave them like a little, little thank you card you know on it, thank you <clears throat> card and and one thing that they told us <clears throat> is that uh, just the way uh, people approach Japanese animation production over there is different from the way we approach so they weren't really used to director giving such personal um, kind of attention sure um, and even you know you guys created a lot of the thank you videos yeah, just yeah, sending yeah. cream puffs and <laughs> you know all the cares and just a little more kind of a feeling of like we're equal we're doing it together as opposed yeah. to you do what we say um, really touched them and I although conceptually I kind of knew that but seeing people responding to what Eric and you created in this production really made us believe that um, it's really true it's really true that there's so much we can learn from each other and if we can kind of learn from this experience combining both best of the both cultures in yeah. animation we could create something unique and hopefully Absolutely. better than anything we've seen yeah, I mean, it's been, it's definitely been a challenge. And I think that, um, you know, film is so fast paced and there's always deadlines and there's always something that you're rushing to do. And working with the team in Japan um, and having that language barrier and that distance barrier and the cultural barrier, there's so many obstacles to overcome that it really requires you to stop and really be thoughtful about your mm -hmm. actions and make sure that, you know, you really are communicating effectively with people. And I think that that's what Eric does so beautifully is that, you know, he really wants to make sure that that connection is heard and that it's genuine and that it's really real. And I think that that's what has created this, team that's we're all one team it's not the japan team and the u.s team oh my god i think it's and all connected it's so surprising to see like yeah i think you said it right everyone's connected in a way so like yeah so i totally agree with with what you said and i think this is very unique and rare case yeah in, in this industry actually because as you say it's very fast-paced 
and then lots of work. But you know, really, I was almost moved when one of the animators told me that it doesn't feel like work. You know, mm -hmm. he's she's just doing like she wants to really create something amazing, and then she's really enjoying the process of doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think every I see that quality and respect and and love from every single team and crew in this series yeah. on this production. You know. Tell us uh, some of the uh, funny challenges that <laughs> things that you guys had to overcome. Uh, obviously, you know when you talked about <laughs> hiring process, so such a turmoil that we have to kind of sort out. I mean, if you look at this studio, it's such a small space, and and we had a, at some point like 14 people in this space. We did. And this place is probably meant to be for like six. <laughs> 14 people. Yeah. But anyhow, we're capacity. Was, yeah, we're we're we definitely had like a you know, just coming from again a big studio. We had yeah. we each had our own offices. And, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that day. Our we just share one room. We bump into each other like um, all the time, and you know we can talk to each other anytime. Anyone can hear anyone else's conversations. How did you manage? How did you manage this space? First of all, um, how did we do it? You should tell us about like. Can you um, tell Sam about this shot, doing this and that? <laughs> and so you should tell you. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was the best. Yeah, that was one of so the best stories. We really, everybody's working alongside the wall. So everybody's on the border of the. Mm -hmm. So we have our backs turned to each other. We're either shoulder to shoulder or backs turned. And Sam worked on one end of the room, and Eric worked on the other end of the room. And Sam was working on a shot, and so Eric was giving notes through me. Which was like, it's very Pixar practice. It's very Pixar, you know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. If the note gets funneled through the production. Production, you know. And so Eric's telling me this note and I'm going to Sam. And Sam's like playing along with it, being nice enough. And so Sam's responding to me. And then I go back to you and then you're giving the note. And finally Sam's like, you know, Eric, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At first, you just did it, and Sam just, you know, was listening to us. And then uh, Sam let us do that a couple of times, and then maybe third round, guys, I can actually guy, hear you guys everything. You guys don't need to repeat this over and over. You know? And at that point, I just felt so stupid that I was, like, going back and forth. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's... <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm a tiny person, so I don't feel like it's any... I don't know. I'm comfortable in this small space, but um, this actually helps the production I go a lot faster and efficient. Obviously, yeah. you know we don't lose any time, and then it really—it's almost like a machine together. We are like you're moving towards you're taking each step together as one. You know, yeah. you really is, physically yeah. feel like that. You know, and it's not even conceptually. You know, nobody gets annoyed at each other. There was this one week where. It was raining because this was the wettest winter right. in the Bay Area. Right. So it was raining. So we didn't even have outside to go to. Right. So we were all in here. That's true. Yeah. And it was freezing. And so. Oh, right. We, we had the. Uh, we had a blanket in my car. 
That's right. <laughs> when we had meetings. And then we, we had the uh, portable heaters in yeah. the studio. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, JJ plugged in. <laughs> 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 uh, the whole world wall. <laughs> <laughs> we lost the electricity. So the we whole lost the electricity in one outlet, yeah. which actually served like half <laughs> our studio. <laughs> Um, yeah. Wait, that was the power outage. No, that's different. Blackout had the blackout. Didn't happen independent from JJ's right. <laughs> story. So it was, it was, there were a lot of storms happening, and there was this one day where it was pretty deep into production where we were all like, the momentum was right. going. And there was, what was it? Was it an art review? I think we were all. I think it was an art review. Yeah. It could be art review. I think it was... uh, Maybe just animation review, but we had to review on the laptop. Yes. I still have a photograph of us just... Kind of surrounding. Only only laptop so survived, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Which <laughs> we just laptop guys. Well, no, because it wasn't black at first. It started. The blackout happened in the afternoon. Right. But the, everybody was so into this review <clears throat> that it was like darkening outside, and it was just getting darker and darker. And we were eventually in pitch black, looking at this laptop. Yeah. And yeah, the picture is just amazing. So many memories. Oh my gosh. So many good ones. But the cleanse, we all decided oh to my do. God. <laughs> we decided to do a cleanse. Until, most... until one guy bailed out. Eric the did last not minute. do the cleanse. But, <laughs> so we all, you know, independently decided to do this cleanse. And so we all decided, all right, let's do it together. And it's this horrible cleanse. And it's five days. And we, um, there was this one moment where Stephanie and JJ were opening the door. One was opening the door and one was going through. And they just looked like they hated each other. <laughs> 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 and it's right at the car accident. The nicest girl ever. Ladies in the world. <laughs> and it was just like, and then I think. Sam like bumped into something and he was like, I just don't even want to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and one day he was like, I'm fine. I just, yeah. I don't feel a leg. <laughs> but then the first day out of the cleanse, didn't they have this amazing moment? That they, the they, they were just so happy. Right, they had a slice of apple. Yeah, we had our apple. Mm-hmm. That's the week when uh, Zach and Matt were here yeah. to, to uh some music writing together and then they were a little scared of you guys because you know it's like always very negative you know, very gloomy energy all over the room and then uh, maybe want to go out to lunch <laughs> i said to zach i said or matt i said oh i could go home but there's nothing nothing's like. waiting for me so. <laughs> zach like recently told that story to us like when you were in there again because that was such a gold Line. Uh, Nothing's waiting for me. Because <laughs> it was so There's no point of going back home. <laughs> uh, no, we did. Yeah, so we had long hours in this yeah. room all together. Um, yeah, and I those think it's just old. natural bonding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all this thing, we just left out loud. But yeah, every step, you know, we got, you know, we get to stick together as one even more, you know. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I think that it's also... It's hard to ignore your teammates if they're feeling more stressed than normal and 
if they're having a hard time. And I think that that's also something where you step in more and you just become more involved in your teammate's life and you just naturally, I think, support people. Yeah, I think I personally remember it was around March or April. There was a moment, you know, we had to, and we can share it like the details now, but there's a, one of the crisis, one of the crisis, and I have, we had to make a little, a major change in, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I was like really trying to fall. And then that's when I was a little touched by all you guys. You guys are, oh my God, like, here we are, here, here we are for you, Eric. And what's, what's the matter? And then, and then, you know, Zen and Dice, Robert and Courtney, you guys really safe, you know, protected me <laughs> from falling apart. And it, that's when I really realized, oh my God, we're the team, you know, I'm yeah. not alone. I mean, you know, it's always... Filmmaking, of course, you're doing it all together, but when you are sitting down with your character animating or the painting or drawing, it's so easy to get lost and you feel like you're all alone. You know, oh my God, I'm all alone. Like, what am I going to do? But actually, you're not. You just feel that way when you are, you know, feel that kind of like, you know, stress on your shoulder. But so there are a couple of moments like that, and I can really especially remember that period of time when I was really having a hard time with a couple of stuff, but you were always there. For me, and then I thought that was amazing experience in after going through that. You yeah. know, yeah. I think everyone had that moment, and then we were always yeah. there for each other. And then, yeah, I really think so. I think um, you know uh, what's really interesting again compared to our experience in our careers. Um, <clears throat> everything is fast paced, but I have to say, at least from where we. We're looking at we're kind of looking at you guys from a little bit from outside mm-hmm. and it didn't feel rushed although everybody was busy everybody mm-hmm. was working really hard but i feel like even at pixar we we were busy it's we work like a lot friend, yeah yeah you know? exactly but then somehow the difference was the focus of um in such a short amount of time you had to make a decision there yeah. was no other option mm-hmm. of like just weighing in different options and just kind of second-guessing. You didn't, you didn't have the time for it. And I, I do... That's something I didn't experience ever in my career. Um, and then, you know, we're also working on feature. That's right the nature now. of feature. Yeah, and you, you spend production. so much time on one project mm-hmm. that you want to perfect it, you want to uh, make it better, but oftentimes it's just a cycle of second-guessing. Um, there was something that I was, first of all, envious, uh, mm-hmm. how uh, you guys had to make a decision that if it's a bad decision, still it's your decision, you're accountable, you're responsible, mm-hmm. but that's the way you move forward, you know? Yeah. But you, like you said, Eric, you did not compromise. That's mm-hmm. the key to me. Like, yeah. oftentimes you always hear, oh, we didn't have enough time, we didn't have a budget, and then that becomes a bit of a excuse. and. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like you said that you didn't, you didn't have to compromise, and and I think that's that's what was really special to me. Just looking at you guys, what you guys are doing from outside. I know it wasn't easy. That for sure, we know that you went through some crises, but but at least you didn't compromise. Um, yeah. And then if you look at the product you guys are creating, it is something you are all proud of. Yeah. I think it's also interesting that this, the same way that you can't really second-guess your decisions is you also can't second-guess your apologies. You just have to 
when you realize that you screwed up, it, this project has just taught me that you just have to own it and then move on. And you have to own it and then rely on your teammates. And mm-hmm. I remember there was, you know, that one lunch we had, <clears throat> JJ and Tochi and Eric and I have lunch every couple of weeks and we just, it's, we talk about what's going on in the production and we just, it's, it's half support, half just, we really are actually talking about issues that are happening in the production and something came up and it was just on me and it was just, you just have to just own it and apologize and be genuine and sincere and then just ask for your teammates to support you. And I think that that is incredibly hard, especially coming from places that, you know, you could probably have time to fix it and maybe nobody will notice it. And that's just not the case here. And, um, like, everybody's seen everything. And it's, you know, we're we're all just, like, working here naked. Yeah. And (laughs) it's, yeah, it's... um, One thing I also, you know, realize is, like, in a good way, no one's perfect. We are still in a process of growing. We are still, I want to believe that we are still early in our career because we are doing this until... You know, we die probably. <laughs> we are all, we still yeah. lot to learn. So much of bigger room to grow. So when even if you make any mistake, that's okay. You know, we can make mistake, and that's how you learn. And and, and I made mistakes. You know, you made mistakes. Dice makes mistakes. You know, maybe a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. You know, we are. That's why we are here together. You know, yeah. we feel in each other's. You know emptiness and we you know strengthen our you know strength and weakness and that's what we do as a team that's why we are doing this together and yeah i mean yeah i remember all those moments like you know courtney you had your moment i had my moment you know but we're always there to each other no one ever blamed or anything like that there's not no single negative energy to this you know at all so yeah yeah just you know give us one more story of like moment that you guys are most proud of I know you guys already touched up on a lot of that mm. but. well maybe I can talk about creative part of it um, I mean one of the things I'm glad that I was able to actually pull off is the balance between what Tonko House pursues and my own personal style and flavor in it so that was actually the biggest challenge to me personally so you know okay there's a dan- dan keeper um content which is already very complete you know it's very complete you know you know profoundly figured out and then how there's any room there so and then there's also uh one of the artistic style or filmmaking style i've been personally developing you know in my personal uh independent filmmaking careers so like balancing those two was probably one of the biggest challenges to myself and then, and then like now after eight nine months of production and now we have one more month to go look what we've got and it, it's it's not only myself but a lot of people agrees to that oh this is a perfect balance of what eric would do personally and what tonka also would, yeah. is pursuing so like being able to you know um find some middle point and achieving both quality was one of the things i love 
to actually showcase to the world, I can't just wait, you know, for everyone to watch this and what we created as a team. So that's, yeah. 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 I think mine was, and it involves Eric and I doing it together, is um, <clears throat> we had, it was pretty hectic times in Hulu. And we decided to do film this cooking competition. <laughs> and <laughs> it was also right after the cleanse. I do mm-hmm. want to say that. We had to like time the ending of the cleanse that we would be able to eat the food that we made at the cooking competition. <laughs> and, um, you know, we at that point, I think we were all feeling that everybody's energy and motivation was maybe waning. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as positive at it as it had been. Mm. And so Eric and I really wanted to pump the team up. And um, oh, yeah. we the cooking competition was a lot of fun. <clears throat> but then what we wanted to do is we wanted to honor everybody in the team, but also everybody at the studio, the studio support. And um, so, you know, we talked to Dyson, Robert, and Zen about this, and we made these horribly ugly, I mean, I made them, but these, like, flags. <laughs> these just, it's these surprises okay. it's not are horrible so looking. ugly. Like, this is, you know, I'm not the artist here, so, but Dyson, Robert, you know, are incredible artists, and they're, like, letting us hand out these... <laughs> It's makeshift trophies. And um, and Eric and I, you know, gave each person this recognition, and we stopped to really thank each person for what mm-hmm. they had contributed. And I think at that point, what was... And it's you know, symbolizes the whole series, is that I think what I'm most proud about is Dyson, Robert, and Zen have really trusted us yeah. with this series. And Eric and I have, you know, stumbled a little and really tried to lead this team and, you know, and kind of lived up and to Dyson, Robert, and Zen and filled their shoes in a way. And it's been, you know, a challenge, definitely. But I think at the end, just being able to lead one of Tonka House's projects is incredible. Yeah, I mean, just to add, like, just you said, you know, Zen, Dice, and Robert, them trusting us, that's incredibly difficult for them. They could have easily, hey, no, 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 that's that's a dead end, you know, no, 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 that's, you know, they never did that. Yeah. Like, I love to ask you back, Dice, how were you able to actually let us, you know, take this, you know, and carry on by ourselves? Yeah, I mean, how are you... I think uh, that was one thing that Robert and I, especially coming from Pixar, seeing how difficult it is for sort of senior management to uh, help uh, their sort of younger kind of next generation of creative heads or the production heads, um, and really you know, tasking ourselves to learn what that really means and how best we can support our artists. And we always dreamed of Tonka House to be the house for artists to come in and, you know, play with their creative uh, yeah. forces, you know. Uh, but 
it's so it's one of those things that's easier said than done uh, <laughs> yes. and of course we're very much a perfectionist ourselves and we're we have a very high standards and especially this franchise is something that that that, that you know this is our baby right right well. right um so it was a really big challenge um to really make sure to balance the support give you guys the support you guys need at any time but it doesn't intervene what you are tr- you guys are trying to do uh, creatively mm-hmm. and in production. Um, so that was uh, we're all learning together in that sense. We just had a different roles this right. time, <clears throat> and uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty sure Robert feels the same way that uh, that it was one of the proudest moments for our Tom Cross's mm-hmm. journey in the past three years to see. Um, a project that we aren't directly involved with became created such an such an um, a special um, piece of film, you know, piece of artwork. Yeah. That that really we really felt like Tonkas is expanding mm. because until then it was always me and Robert touching everything, um, which we love to do, mm-hmm. but we couldn't have scaled that way. And we always, always dreamed this place to be not our studio, but everybody else's studio, you know. So, of course, that's thanks to you guys. You guys were able to pull it off because, um, you know, it's not like anything can, you know, happen and we, we would have just ignored everything. I think <laughs> we would have been very much involved uh, as needed, but you guys didn't need us as much as you know, we mm-hmm. were afraid we would. So I think it worked out so well and it really kind of motivates us to do more of these projects. Yeah, you guys were amazing. I, yeah. I'm sure that once this project is released in the States or other countries, we will get a lot of questions probably from my perspective towards you guys too. How was it really like to yeah. work with uh, Dyson Robert, who's been an amazing filmmaker and art director, but as a producer, mm-hmm. how was it like, you know? I have so many stories to tell, yeah. but it was incredible experience to work with them, you know? Yeah. And just to retroactive, I mean, look back and realize the trust that was put in us is, it's almost like I don't, I, I don't know if I really understood it at the time in the beginning, and I'm glad I didn't because I think it would have just been so overwhelming and intimidating. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it's just, I mean, it's incredible. You guys are incredible leaders. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so to close this podcast, uh, it might mm-hmm. be too early to ask, but uh, what's mm. next for you guys? And <laughs> Anything cooking or anything you can share? What's going can we on? share <laughs> the future of... <laughs> um, I don't... I mean... Take a vacation, or it could be anything. Oh, yeah, just vacation, for sure. <laughs> I need to just relax and sleep for a month, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep working on... I mean, this has just been such an inspiring piece to work on. It's just chasing the next yeah. one that is... You know, I, I, I would... I, I'm so lucky that I get to do this as my job, and... Like that, I get to work on these kinds of pieces, and yeah. I mean, for me, it was my first time being a commercial director, and then whole time I was a officially animator, and then 
one thing I real, I'm realizing through this opportunity is, oh my God, I want to do this. Keep on doing this. Mm-hmm. Keep on telling my own mm-hmm. stories. I could have easily said, oh my God, this is not my thing. You know, <laughs> it's a horrible nightmare. Yeah. I'm going to go back and animate. Like, you know, but yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. So I, I, we really don't know. I mean, I don't know what's next for me, right. but one thing I'm for sure is that I'll be constantly doing this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that that's, I, even in the darkest, darkest moment, I know. <laughs> I was still so in love with it that it was, you just, yeah, yep. I'll just keep doing this. Yeah, like hopefully this at is. a bigger scale, both of you, you guys, just like you said, yeah. even though you guys took on such a huge challenges on, on this project, but you guys are still young and, you know, you have so much more to go and, you know, hopefully the next project will be a bigger challenge for you guys and yeah. it's just exciting for mm-hmm. us you know hopefully with Tonko House and, you know, <laughs> even now like we're just such a fans of you guys you know as individuals yeah. and um, you know Eric definitely you have to you know your film has to follow um, you know and Courtney the same thing you can't mm-hmm. stop this is such a journey that even though it's so hard to do. Just take some vacation, but you got to come back and do even more difficult. <laughs> yeah, uh, keep getting challenged. Okay. All yep. Right. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dice. Thank you, Dice, and thank you everybody for listening. If you've gotten this far. <laughs>